0: like a lot of producers in my time have like totally misunderstood like why you can't just take a cinematic animator and plug yeah. them into gameplay and vice versa. We can touch a bit more on that later. It's a subject I really want to get into, but sure. but it's it's funny how there is like, it doesn't work like that. Just because you have no. animator in your title does not mean that you can just suddenly just hit the ground running on a completely no. different type of thing, right?
1: Completely, completely. Yeah, yeah now being a gameplay animator, uh, once again, this is why, another reason why I created the channel is completely different and you need a different set of skills. So different uh um, different sort of skills and it's it's a it's beautiful in a different way um and uh, some some animators get disappointed because when they they go into animation for games and they expect they have the same linear pipeline of, like, I get time to plan my shot. I get time to actually then s- showcase it. And the way it's going to be showcased in game is going to be like a cinematic. But if it's a gameplay thing, uh, gameplay animation, it's not going to be like a cinematic. It's going to be a sequence of animations that are going to play together when you press X on a specific moment, on a specific mm-hmm. place. That's when your animation is going to play, right? Yeah. But getting to know that and getting to love that. Takes yeah. longer than it takes when you get into film because in some film people, you just see it see it straight away, right?
0: Some people might not. Some people get into the game industry as an animator and think that like that sounds really cool, and yeah. then they are, they're subjected to it and they're like, ooh, no, actually, not I'll go me. back. I'll go back to movies, thanks. Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. Yeah, this I mean animation is difficult no matter where you put it, but yeah. there's a simplicity to how how much the film industry has grown and how linear the pipeline is that you just go in, you sit in your chair, you have your supervisor, they tell you what to animate, it takes you a a week or a few days, and then you showcase it, get your notes, do it again, and and so on and so forth, right? There's a simplicity to to it, not to bash anybody, because that's amazing, but games is very much like uncertain. You have an engine in between, you have different departments, and different departments are telling you different things, and your animation broke the engine, broke the build, why did it broke Mm -hmm. the build, how do you implement the animation? There's a lot of stuff going on oh yeah
0: so many but moving parts
1: it's all, so many moving parts but at the same time if you love multitasking if you love to be independent if you love to own a piece of of content that stuff is really really cool because you don't have such thing as a supervisor in, in games normally your leads will actually distribute the work to the animators and they expect the animators to put things in game yeah. so you get a saying not only on the animation yeah. but also how it plays and if you pre- like go, once again, God of, God of War. When you throw that axe and it feels excellent, if you did animator animating that stuff, people are going to love your work because you did that animation and it feels good because you yeah. made that feel good, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not like you just that you just did did the animation. It's every studio is a bit different, but like I'd like to think that a lot of animators were part of that system. Like it's yeah. like the whole look and feel of throwing the axe. Was just as much contributed by the animator as it was, say, the engineer who was building the feature God and the designer that. who was sort of tuning it. It's like it's it really is a team sport, you know. And there, yeah. you can't. One thing that that's the hardest, I think, for animators in the games industry is understanding that they don't have quite so much of the full control over their shot or their over their over their, over their work because it's True. not like you said, you don't just make it. And you polish it to the point that it's as good as it can be. And yes, of course, you have to, the tricky part, the the hard part of navigating, I think, feature films is that you have all these different inputs about what the shot needs to be, right? But at the end of the day, it's like, it's at least it's a linear thing, where it gets a little bit more complicated. Imagine doing the same thing, but now it's not just a whole, like a whole part, but it's like, you're animating with a, a team of people. One person's uh, job is to animate the fingers. The other person's job is to animate the eyeballs. And then it, when when it all merges together, it should be a full, complete experience. And you have a lot more voices uh, interacting with what they sure. want. Like you get designers, you got producers, you got directors, you got game directors, you got animation supervisors. It's like the list goes on and on. And these are coming from completely, I mean, completely different perspectives too. Right? Yeah. So you might have a designer who's got all this feedback on your animation that's like seems antagonistic to what the animation is supposed to look like and yeah. then you know what I mean how do you even how do you even resolve that without making your animation look like a
1: completely yeah. completely yeah navigating that that environment is incredibly difficult exactly oh, for yeah. the things that you said because sometimes you fi- find blockers in the most like unseemingly things for example level design right like if you make a crouch animation you need to actually pay attention to how low the crouch yeah. animation goes totally because totally. turns out cover is only that high, yeah. And you made your animations, made a hundred animations. You made them all to this cover instead of that cover, so now you have to yep. go back and actually rework yep. your stuff because yep. you didn't read the design documentation when you should have, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. So that's those are the kind of things that you have to think about, and then you have to actually explain to the designers or to put to level designers why you made that cho- that, that choice. Yeah. Um, and it gets <laughs> more complex when it gets to the senior or lead animation. An and because you have to explain those things and you have to fight it off. Yeah, in a way you have to to actually be the person that kind of like goes. I think this is better because yep. of these reasons. Yep. this is my case. Present your case. Absolutely. And let's discuss.
0: Yeah, there's yeah. there's a real art form to that, man. Like it's like because yeah. you, you you can't like you got to stick. You got to be confident enough to understand like what it is you're like when you're being told by a designer, for instance, to make the cover work for 12, 12 inches high. At yeah. some point, you're going to have to be like twelve inches high. The character six foot tall. Like I just literally, I know that you He's want that, console. and I yeah. understand that you think that that makes sense in the game. But yeah. we're making a realistic looking game, so therefore there are limitations to what I'm able to do with that character before it just falls apart on screen, right? I have to answer exactly. to the art director and the creative director too, not just you. And I'm yeah. trying to make this really cool design. Like I'm not, I'm not here to, to poop on the design. I think yeah. it, it sounds like it would be a lot of fun, but like I just, like I just can't. The intersection yeah. that animation lives yeah. between the creative directions and the technical, mechanical directions of the game of play exactly. mechanics. It's, it can be a difficult pinch. Yeah, exactly. for, me, for me, for me was one of the most interesting part of being in game. It, it, it's because you have just as having witnessing a conversation between a programmer and oh, yeah. an artist, and <laughs> with each one of them on the extreme side of creativity and Absolutely. binary one and zero. There's a, a right and a wrong way to do thing, and on the other side it's like, well, we're trying to find beauty, so it's all shade of gray. And and you know when they kind of get to an de- agreement that programmer would be like okay we're in agreement this is this is what we're going to do and then the artist like yeah. but if we look at it from another perspective <laughs> and then he's just freaking out it, oh, it's, yeah. it's amazing the level of different kind of mindset that, that have to be put yeah. together to create a game